You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a super quick episode, because yet again, it is a Sunday night when I'm recording this, and these episodes come out on Monday, which is today when you're listening to this, or potentially another day down the road. But you know what? I'm trying to balance having a full-time job that's new and pretty demanding, and I'm learning a lot of new skills, and still making a podcast all by myself, and creating content for the internet, all while staying sober. Ding! Um, yeah. Yet again, here I am. Come and take me. Here I am, baby. I don't have a plan, but I'm gonna just sing. Uh, yeah, so listen, I, every week, I tell myself, we're really gonna plan ahead this time, man. We're really gonna dive deep. We're gonna, we're gonna spend days doing research. We're gonna have notes. We're gonna have notes on notes on notes on notes. We're gonna bring in professionals. We're going to explore the unexplored. And then you know what happens? Life happens. And Sunday rolls around and I go, whoopsie, got to put a pause on The Sims and record an episode. (laughs) And please do not get me wrong. That is not to say I don't enjoy this. I really, I have started to look at this as my extra little therapy hour where I, whether I'm talking to a guest or I'm just talking to myself, Sometimes I like process things in real time out loud and um, then later on I go, oh, that's an interesting thing that maybe I should explore more in my own private life for my own mental health um, improvement. So I do, I do really love when I sit down to do this. It's just, you know, it's a balancing act and there are days where I think, I've got no stories left in me. I've told all my war stories. And now I'm just a boring old sober girl who's... I'm not even a girl. I'm a woman. I'm a 30-year-old woman who doesn't go anywhere and has, like, two friends. And really, uh, I haven't made any new stories to tell because... (laughs) Unless you're interested in the development of my Sims family and like, you know, how many, (laughs) what legacy are we on now? Like, you know, how many uh, family members in my Sims family have died? I'm on, now I'm on like a fourth generation right now and um, they're starting to look weird. That's the problem with Sims is that as you continue to have new generations of your Sims families, the genetics start to get a little funky and they get really weak chins and I don't know what that's about. I was honestly even thinking which is just so this almost goes back into a little bit of my destructive thinking and behaviors that I had in my early 20s when I was writing for Thought Catalog and really just sort of like everything is content like everything every bad mistake I make is creative content I've even been thinking I'm like you know I should get back out there and really start dating again so I have like funny stories for the podcast and that is just (laughs) that is just you know I'm this is not a this is not a problem that only I deal with I think a lot of people who create anything um 
whatever that creation is, when it's storytelling based, I think sometimes we run into a problem where we go, hmm, I better go out and live life so that I have stories, which is like so weird because I guess the purpose of life should be to go out there and live life. But also, if I'm going out in pursuit of stories, I'm still going out there and living life. So maybe it doesn't really matter what my motivation is because it gets me out there. It gets me out there experiencing, you know? It's like maybe I re-download Bumble and I say, hey, strange man, I need a new podcast episode. So let's meet up and let's have a let's have a day. Let's have a day, sir. Uh no, I'm too I'm too uh <sighs> I'm too lazy right now to date, quite frankly. I'm too, like, at peace and too lazy. It's like, I have such a protected space right now. Why the fuck would I want to ruin it with a random human being that I don't know? Really, the extent of my love life right now is playing those, like, choices games (laughs) on my phone. I hate that I like these games, but I play them. And they're like, sometimes they get, like, weirdly sexual. And you'll be like, pay 15 coins to, like, take off his shirt. And honestly, sometimes I do it. Sometimes I pay the, the whatever it is. I, or I use my coins, my fake coins in the game. And I say, take off his shirt. <laughs> do you know what the games I'm talking about? I think it's literally called Choices. It's a, it's a game, a simulation game, choice game on the phone. And there's like all these different scenarios and like usually, not always, but usually there's like some sort of like romantic thing. I did one that was like literally The Bachelor. It was like you were a contestant on The Bachelor and they are so stupid. The dialogue is so corny and so bad, but there's, that's totally my guilty pleasure. I love those fucking games. They're so dumb. I remember one time I like named my character stupid bitch or something. I'm a 30-year-old woman and I understand that I'm I'm explaining I spend my free time playing The Sims and choices on the phone and giving myself a, a name like stupid bitch. So, you know, trust me. I know I'm really ahead in life in the maturity aspect. But I remember it was something like I gave my name like stupid bitch. And then like the one character was like, I love you, stupid bitch. And I just had a good old giggle. Um, Yeah, so maybe I should get out of the house a little bit more often. That's kind of what that the thesis I'm coming at. Um, But I also, you know what I have started rewatching because I fell off of the franchise a couple of years ago, like pre pandemic, I kind of stopped watching it um but i've gotten recently kind of gotten back into the real housewives which i have to say as a recovering alcoholic who i'm always very aware of how alcohol comes into play in tv shows whether that's reality tv whether that's scripted television and movies and how characters or people are engaging with alcohol, how it's being depicted, what we're seeing of it. Obviously, like, I'm very uh, tuned into that shit. And I have to say, I actually am very comforted watching The Real Housewives because it, to me, and this is just my personal experience, when they drink, because, uh, you know, they, they all get fucked up a lot, it does the total opposite for me of a trigger. I watch it and I go, wow, (laughs) I never want to be like that ever again. I don't ever want to drink like that. Been there, done that. 
watching it, horrific. And I don't want it. And it's weirdly so comforting. It's so comforting to watch these like oftentimes horrendous, rich women who are just total assholes to each other get so wasted, become so sloppy, so mean, so embarrassing. And I just get to go, wow, love, love, love to watch this because it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel left out. It doesn't make me jealous. And yeah, weirdly, because with The Bachelor even, I had to sort of relearn how to watch The Bachelor because like many of us, there is a ritual around like having your wine night with your girlfriends and watching The Bachelor. And that was when I first started watching The Bachelor, I watched it with my friend in college and we would literally have like Pepsi cups and fill it with our cheap two buck chuck because we were broken in college and we would watch the, I think it was like Desiree season and we would watch it on my like tiny tiny little tv thing that I had in my dorm room so from there on out it was like alcohol was a ritual with the bachelor and so I had to relearn how to watch it and not have that be a trigger and it's not for me and it's not even a trigger for me when other people have it you know like most people if I'm watching The Bachelor with other people they're usually drinking wine they're usually having a drink um so now it's not something I no longer associate because I've watched enough seasons sober now essentially that my brain has like rewired and no longer associates that and so with The Real Housewives man I'm just sitting there. I watched all of Salt Lake City, which was fantastic. And then now I'm catching up on New Jersey. And and I watched some of New York. I even had to tune out of New York because the drunkenness was even getting so much that I was like, this isn't even like, it. it's not funny. It, you know, it's just like kind of cringy. But yeah, I, it, it, it's such a strange thing <laughs> to be like, you know what is amazing for my recovery from alcohol? watching The Real Housewives because I just, it makes me never want to go back there. And it further supports me in my sobriety journey. And it's been lovely to have it on in the background. Like, because I'm someone who I really like to have something on in the background when I'm working or doing anything. And, you know, typically I want it to be something I'm not super invested in because it's it's just background noise. I just need background noise to feel it's soothing to me. And as... You know, you might not expect a bunch of, like, screaming women who are being mean to each other to be comforting and, and, and soothing. But you know what? The world works in mysterious ways, baby. And so does recovery. So uh, I'm here to say thank you, Andy Cohen, for keeping me sober. Bless, bless you. God bless. God bless us, everyone. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I would love to hear, are there like shows that, I, I'm always curious for people if there are shows that, or movies that have become triggers. You know, I recently I remember asking people about Euphoria and like if Euphoria was a show that um, I should watch or not. And I was not a drug user, so I don't think it would be triggering to me in that kind of way. And I just haven't been that interested. But it's interesting, like the shows that, maybe served a purpose in our life at one point and then we change our environment changes how we engage with the world changes and maybe we can't watch those shows anymore 
Um, or maybe we watch shows with just a different perspective and um, we consume pop culture with a different perspective. And so that's kind of how I've been uh, with The Real Housewives. I'm just like, yeah, love this. Let me get let me get my tea. Let me go get uh, my hot tea. Let me get my sparkling water and uh, let me press play and see what these crazy bitches are up to today. Um, yeah, so that's been that's where I've been playing the choices game and watching The Real Housewives. I also think I'm going to attempt to work on my uh, sugar, my sugar transfer addiction because while I don't binge on it the way I binged on alcohol, I definitely consume a lot of sugar. And that's uh, very typical for people who give up alcohol. Um, Your body is craving sugar because that's what alcohol gets broken down to into and so it's very very common for people in recovery to all of a sudden have like a huge sweet tooth and I had a huge sweet tooth as a kid then once I started drinking alcohol I'd be like I don't really eat dessert meanwhile I'm having like a bottle of wine a night yeah baby girl that's your dessert um and so I definitely consume a lot of sugar and I think I kind of that's the next thing I kind of want to work on. But here's uh, the thing, too, with me is like I'm going to have transfer addictions. I'm just I'm never going to be someone who can do every single thing in moderation because it's just not how I'm wired. And I can work on it and I can try and I can attempt, you know, self-control. I'm I'm doing little air quotes right now, but it's hard for me. And it's just not something that I'm good at. I'm much better at abstaining from things and having that be sort of my long-term solution than moderating. And that's just for me personally. That's how my brain works. That's how my like self-soothing kind of kicks in. So I know that I'm always going to have something that I overdo. I watch too much TV. I play games too much. I play, I play choices too much. I spend money on, on asking him to remove his shirt in choices. Um... I have sugar, you know, whatever it is. I gossip too much. I, uh, I'm i on the internet too much. I use social media too much. It's, I'm always going to do something a little bit too much. And that's okay. For me, it's figuring out which of those things are least destructive for me and won't like fuck up my entire life and other people around me. So, um, but sugar, you know... I, I do feel like I would feel probably healthier and better if I could just limit it. So I think I'll probably start to work on that. And maybe I'll have to go cold turkey with sugar. And maybe I'll have to really work on just abstaining. Because again, I have one cookie and then I want 10 cookies. I'm just, you know, I have this, I have compulsions. So um, that's kind of what's next up for me. Um, But in the meantime... Yeah, I'll be watching Real Housewives and playing games because I can't win them all. You know what I mean? And uh, you know what? That leads me into, uh, you know what it is. Oh, man, this episode is off the rails. It's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of sleep. Something I have recently kind of discovered about myself or sort of come to terms with that I am proud of 
is I always felt like I was a, a people pleaser. Like I've always been like, I'm a people pleaser. Like whatever, I shape shift to, you know, what other people want and I'm not confrontational and I go along with things. And um, and I may not always appear like that even on the internet or how I present myself, but like in person, I'll shrink to other people. And I, I kind of had this like realization that that's been just sort of like what I've said about myself for so long. I'm like, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. And I was and I have been, but I... I'm kind of like realizing I'm not anymore. I am still not confrontational. Like that's just never going to be my go-to. However, maybe in part because of sobriety, I've like learned that I can sit in discomfort and I can be uncomfortable and I can not agree with everybody and I can have moments where I'm like, hey, that wasn't cool or I didn't like that or here's how I feel or put myself first in a situation and and kind of like realizing that I'm like, oh shit, like <laughs> that's awesome. I'm not just going along with shit and holding resentments and saying what I think someone wants to hear and then being mad about it later on and and, and letting that build up and fester. It's like now I can have uncomfortable moments and I can sit in the discomfort uh, that maybe I I perceive someone else is experiencing or I'm experiencing and that doesn't mean that I'm rude or mean to people like my my go-to will always be to be warm to people because I think that that is um sort of just like naturally how I am I do want to put people at I do want to put people at ease because I like that and I and I like feeling that way myself and I like making other people feel that way but I also am not like I'm not a I'm not a doormat anymore and there have been times in my life where I definitely was and I think that I would and then especially when I was drinking I would just like absorb all of that shit and then get angry and unleash it in inappropriate times and now I don't I just process it better and I'm like oh my god oh my god I'm becoming a healthier human being in all ways not just recovery like who to thunk? Now I just, you know, I sit and I mind my own business and I can stand up for myself and I can have conversations that are tough and, you know, it's not going to kill me at the end of the day. And that's a really awesome, powerful feeling um, and something that I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm happy and I'm proud of that about myself, of that growth. Anyway, you know, that's it for this week. Don't, I don't have a whole lot going on to report. But I got to go check in with the Real Housewives and see what those those drunk bitches are up to. <laughs> um, and with that, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, oh, I'm going to be a guest on a podcast that comes out this week. So um, follow me on socials and I'll be sure to share all that when that comes out. So that should be a good one. I'm excited about that. That was a fun interview. And uh, until next week be I was gonna say be kind to each other again which is the fucking Ellen DeGeneres slogan why do I keep wanting to do that I don't know be good to yourself and that's it (laughs) okay love you guys bye everyone (laughs) 